they've uh, you know they definitely altered the way she reacts to things, even the way she perceives. But I'm not psychic, though. That sounds like something out of science fiction. You live in a spaceship, dear. So. Welcome to episode 61 of the Geek Generation. Uh, it's weird taking a week off. Yeah. And now it, we're back. It's good to be back. It is. And Mike Volpe's back after I am, a I'm month here. being gone. After month. his wellness violation. <laughs> That's right. I swear to God, Ryan, they were vitamins. It's all that SBV protein <laughs> That's powder. That's right. Laced with steroids. And uh, <laughs> Brian's on the Skype, as you can hear. Hello. Hello. Um... So even though we didn't have a show last week, I did do a quick test of the live broadcast system to <laughs> see if that would all work. Yeah. <laughs> a test of the emergency geek system. And <laughs> ladies I, and gentlemen, a zombie apocalypse has taken place. <laughs> this is not a drill. All I did was basically play music and drop in every now and then, but I did it for roughly an hour. Yep. And I only had about two to three listeners, but G1 was on the other end listening just to say it worked fine and everything. There's a, a little bit of a delay. It might mm. be even like a minute, but... It's fine. It seems to work okay. So maybe cool. we'll do that in the f- near future. And I don't know about um, what's going to go on around Christmas. I'm sure we're going to lose another episode in there somewhere. Mm-hmm. So I was thinking maybe the week before or the week of Christmas, I'll do another show, a live show of all Christmas music, including yeah. all the like modern stuff I listen to mixed in with like Christmas comedy and all that stuff. And, and Muppet Christmas carols and yeah, stuff. All right, the, all yeah, all the really good stuff. And it won't really be family friendly, but oh, good. <laughs> with the oh, who uh, likes family friendly, exactly. Fuck that shit, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> but it'll be fun, so I'll probably do that around Christmas. You guys are welcome to join me. Cool. I don't know when I'm going to do it yet, Sweet. but I'll announce. Uh, so pay attention to the Facebook page and the Twitter mm. for those of you out there listening, and uh, we'll do that sometime as the holidays get closer. But now we have a lot of news to get into because yeah, we haven't do done it. this in a while. We also have some Blu-ray and video game releases, and I am going to cover the week that we missed just because I feel bad leaving it out. <laughs> oh, poor week. Oh. oh, poor week. So if we go back to the week of November 22nd on Blu-ray that was new, Super 8. Yeah, finally. Ooh, finally. Out of nowhere, that just popped out. Yeah. Yeah, which I still think is the best movie I've seen this year, in my opinion. It's up there. It's up there. I agree. Uh, the remake of Conan the Barbarian. I heard that was... Uh, I haven't seen yeah. that, but... It was out of the theater after like a week. Yeah? It yeah. didn't last long. No. No. No, it didn't. Um, oh, that's better. I can hear things now. Yeah, sorry. I had to turn <laughs> that okay. up a little bit. <laughs> uh, I wasn't going to say anything because I didn't want to be like, hey, turn my levels up, but... Doctor Who, the complete sixth series. Ooh. So that what season whole sixth are they on season, now? Uh, they just finished the sixth, so it's the most recent oh. season. Okay. Yeah. And then around Christmas will be the Christmas special because they do that every year, too. Hmm. And Batman Beyond Return of the Joker, which I was all pumped for because that's one of my favorite Batman movies, mm. but it's not the uncut version. Oh, it's the that's edited weird, one. They released the uncut version like months ago on Blu-ray. Did like, they I own it? <laughs> they have the uncut version on Blu-ray already. Yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah. I'll have to look harder then. 
because I, I don't that. know if this is just like to re- release the edited version for those who didn't want the uncut. But yeah, I own. Oh, yeah, it, so. this is the edited version. Well, what's yeah. the big difference? There's, I mean, there's a decent a amount. Well, in I don't unnecessarily want to say it for those of you. Well, nah, whatever. Well, it's not like they they edit out swears and nudity. It's no, Batman. they edited like, out well, Robin it's... killing somebody. Yeah, really. In the edited version, uh, it's an accidental death, but in the in the movie in the fully like yeah. not edited one robin kills someone it's pretty it's pretty brutal for it's not like a kids like movie it's very this is not a kids movie no, no it's the edited very... one is a kids movie the not edited one is more of an adult movie cool yeah, yeah. and it's way better it's see. pretty fucked up actually the movie but it's like, so good it's so yeah. good um games coming out november uh 22nd that week WWE 12 came out, which yeah. I have. I know Brian has. And you've played it? I have played it. You guys both yep. play it? Yeah, I'll yep. talk about it a little more next week. Okay. But uh, it's, yeah, it's worth getting, I think. Definitely. Okay. And, I haven't bought uh, one since uh, maybe SmackDown versus Raw 2000. I don't know. Brock Lesnar was on the cover? Oh, my God. Oh, God. Here, here comes, comes the pain. pain. Uh, maybe the one after That's that. That's still then. the best one, though. I think. Yeah. Here comes the pain with well, the best better wrestling than game. somebody through the top of the hell in a cell. <laughs> that was like the end all be all. Uh, Tekken all Hybrid came out, which includes the remake of Tekken Tag Tournament mm-hmm. and Tekken the Blood Vengeance movie. And that's a PS3 exclusive. Also, uh, well, that's the week of November 22nd. So uh, now new stuff. Woo. The week of November 29th on Blu-ray. Smallville, the complete 10th season. Mm-hmm. F yeah. And that's F, the last yeah. season? That is the last season. Yep. Uh, 30 Minutes or Less, which I never bothered seeing. Nope. No idea what that was. And is. that um, is. Did you see it? No, I don't even know what it is. Oh, it's, um, um, what the hell is it? Jesse Eisenberg and uh, Aziz Ansari. Oh. Oh. And that Danny was the McBride's kid from like the, the last villain. season of Scrubs, right? Was it? No, that's Aziz, uh, no. the kid from the no. uh, Facebook movie. Yeah, and Jesse Eisenberg was the guy who played Mark Zuckerberg. No, I know that. The oh, other okay. Kid. The Aziz. Aziz Ansari hasn't been in a ton of oh. like TV and movies. Yeah, he's a stand-up. Oh, maybe I don't know who I'm thinking of. Maybe. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, Another Earth, which was not a wide release, but intriguing enough sci-fi movie. Hmm. Games on November 29th was a whole lot of nothing coming out. We just had the big Russia games, so... There's not a ton yeah. in the near future. <laughs> so there are some games coming out, but nothing worth noting here, oh, at least. Okay. December 2nd, which is a Friday. They're doing a lot more Friday releases for stuff now. Um, on Blu-ray, The Smurfs, hmm. which was not that good. Yeah, you said that yeah. the other day. Like, that was garbage. <laughs> yeah, I didn't care for it much. I, I watched it mainly because I like Neil Patrick Harris. Yeah. He's a ridiculous talent, but it it wasn't that great. Um, How was the CGI in it? Fine. No issues with the CGI. I mean, you know it's CGI, obviously. Yeah. yeah. You can't hide that when you're making Smurfs. I know. <laughs> but it, it was fine. There's nothing wrong with it. Mm. And Friends with Benefits, which was the Justin Timberlake, Mila Kunis, um, oh, yeah. almost rehash of the Ashton Kutcher, Natalie Portman, oh. no strings <laughs> attached type movie. It's when Hollywood has these same ideas. Oh, like Black Sheep and uh, Tommy Boy? Yeah, but those were, <laughs> that's the same Yeah, those are the same, I know, same but it's thing. Like pretty much the same movie. It, it, well, all their movies were, but they were all good. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but no, when Hollywood has two similar ideas and they release two movies with like the same theme, that was this was one of them. Yeah. December 6th on Blu-ray, Cowboys and Aliens. Oh. Which was yep. okay. Yeah, it was okay. I thought. 
not spectacular as I was hoping. Could have edited good. a little bit more, a little out. Yeah, could have gotten a little bit. tighter. The Maybe help, more butt shots of that girl. <laughs> uh, the help is coming out on December sixth, which is not necessarily a geeky movie, but. Mm-mm. People might be interested. The Hangover Part Two, which remains the worst movie I've seen this year. Still haven't Still seen haven't it. Still haven't seen it. Yeah. Horrible. Don't waste your time. Mm, and uh, <laughs> Mission Impossible: The Extreme Trilogy Collection. So all three Mission Impossible movies on Blu-ray, which is cool. Just That's in time for cool. the next one. Yeah, Mission Impossible One, really good. Yeah, I liked it. Mission Impossible Two, over the top. Yeah. Mission Impossible Three, very good. Agreed. I think I saw two before I even saw one. I remember doing that. Really? Yeah, I was a summer camp counselor. And one of the things we did was take them to the movies. So it was a trip. Oh, okay. And I hadn't seen the first one, but I was like, well, I'm not going to go see whatever the other thing was. So I did I that one the, year. with the a... guys to go see Mission Impossible. So then I had to go back and watch the first one. Yeah. I did that with the summer camp group before, except we went to see Garfield, the, uh, the live action. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Sometimes you get roped into terrible things. It's funny, too, because if you look at Brecken Meyer's Twitter page mm-hmm. on his uh, profile, it says, like, yeah, sorry about that whole Garfield thing. <laughs> <laughs> so at That's least good. he knows. And games on December 6th. The Adventures of Tintin, the game, uh, which I don't necessarily care about, but no. it was the only one worth noting because no I know those fans are out there. So getting into the news stuff, the stuff we all know and love and care about. Your news for November 28th, 2011. Top story this week. Variety is reporting that director David Yates, who directed the last four Harry Potter films, is teaming up with the BBC to bring Doctor Who to the big screen. Quote, we're looking at writers now. We're going to spend two to three years to get it right, he said. It needs quite a radical transformation to take it into the bigger arena, Yates added. The notion of the time-traveling Time Lord is such a strong one because you can express a story and drama in any dimension or time. For those unaware, the Doctor Who series has a long and rich history, originally running from 1963 to 1989, and recently being rebooted in 2005 by writers Russell T. Davies and subsequently by Stephen Moffat. The present incarnation of the Doctor has garnered more attention to the series than ever before. While this all sounds very exciting... Yates went on to make a very controversial comment that the Hooniverse is buzzing with skepticism over. He said, quote, Russell T. Davies and then Stephen Moffat have done their own transformations, which were fantastic, but we have to put that aside and start from scratch, he said. If this comment means abandoning 50 plus years of canon and the current state of the show, I believe it to be a huge mistake. Mm. However, if the movie were simply to begin the story of the next Doctor in line, it could easily serve as a jumping on point for new viewers while respecting the loyal Whovians. So that is, um, it might be a comment that's being taken out of context Mm -hmm. or is not quite delivering the meaning that it's supposed to. But just as there was the DC uproar, for abandoning all those years of comic continuity, mm-hmm. it'd be doing the same thing to Doctor Who. And why would you abandon something at the height of its popularity and start over? That doesn't make sense. At least with DC, they were on a decline. So it made <laughs> sense to do something to shake it up. But Doctor Who has never been more popular. And they're talking about rebooting it with the movie, mm-hmm. which I think would be a foolish thing to do. Yeah. Yeah. I, maybe it was just taken out of context. Hopefully. I'm hoping. I'm really People are hoping. freaking out too yeah. early. Maybe. And it is two to three years down the road, so right. who knows yeah. what's going to happen between now and then. Uh, next story. Trey Parker and Matt Stone have reached a new deal with Comedy Central to extend Cable's longest-running animated series, <laughs> South Park. 
The deal for three additional seasons ensures the top-rated Emmy and Peabody award-winning series will remain in original episodes through 2016 and a milestone 20th season. Parker and Stone will continue to write, direct, and edit every episode of South Park as they have since the premiere of the series in 1997. Wow. So. Wow. Wow. Yeah. It's uncommon for a series that's gone on this long to be renewed for three more years. And I, I think with, it's weird, <clears throat> excuse me, with South Park that it's actually gotten better with age. It like, really has. Yeah. Like going back and looking at the original animation is still very funny. Mm-hmm. And clearly they've come a long way in that department. But how many did you guys watch the pilot like the first night it aired? No, that's a show I catch every now and then. Really? Something I've never been able to grasp onto. I watched the original I, airing in 1997 when they first put it on TV and I was still in high school. I watched it and I have not missed an episode since. Wow. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, I don't watch them on the air night necessarily anymore, yeah. but I, I've seen every episode and it is phenomenal. Absolutely I phenomenal agree. still. This, the, the cleverness of the writing is just, you know, the, the doing funny stuff, but being clever is, is fantastic. Oh, yeah. It's funny. It's got a lot of toil and humor, but it's yeah. also incredibly socially relevant. Exactly. And they're able to do that because it takes them two to three weeks tops to turn around an episode. Wow. Yeah. So they can have a recent event, mm-hmm. write the episode on it, get it into animation, do all the voices, and they're done within two to three weeks. So that's still very topical by the time mm-hmm. it comes out. Yeah. So, I mean, this season they did stuff on the one percenters uh, and like the whole Occupy movement. Yeah. Um, I'm trying to think of all the stuff they did. At the beginning of the season, they did a spoof on iPads and Human yeah, Centipede, really? which was hilarious. Oh, yeah. But somewhat disturbing to watch. <laughs> um, Did you see but no. that movie? The, no. I'm no, I'm asking. not watching Human Centipede. I don't know. They, 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 they come out with another one. Yeah, they came out with the second, which is oh, apparently... They did. they did, which is apparently even worse. But I know the premise of the second. Mm. And it actually, it, it's someone who is obsessed with the first movie. And then decides to do it themselves and do it better. Oh. So they try to do it in real life, more or less. Oh. Yeah. How's that going to work out for you? <laughs> um, from what I heard, there's a lot less guy that knows surgery and a lot more staple gun. Oh, cool. Oh, yeah. Awesome. All right. And he Sounds smashes like- out their teeth with hammers. And- All right. I yeah. have to go rent this. <laughs> what is wrong with you? <laughs> You'll have my review next week. Oh, God. <laughs> uh, continuing in TV news. And we do have a lot of TV news this week for yeah. some reason. For whatever reason, the TV news is big right now. And I have never watched less TV in my life. Really? I've yeah. never watched more, I don't oh. think. Yeah. It's- and that's minus WWE because that's out the door for me. Mm. <laughs> Showtime has ordered two more seasons of its award-winning top, uh, award-winning top-rated drama series Dexter, starring Golden Globe award-winning actor Michael C. Hall. On the heels of Hall and Showtime closing a new two-season deal for Hall to return to the series, production will begin on Season 7 in 2012 in Los Angeles. Wow. Season 7 and 8 will consist of 12 episodes each, which is the norm for them. The Emmy-nominated uh, Emmy Dexter opened its sixth season on October and continues to earn impressive ratings, most recently delivering its fifth consecutive week of growth. Season to date, the series is averaging 5.12 million weekly viewers on all platforms, including on-demand replays and DVR, making it the highest-rated season great. yet. So That's a lot. Yeah. It's never been more popular. Um, some people said that the last season was a little bit of a stumble. This season is awesome so far. Really, really good. Not every season can be great. No, no. And I didn't even think last season was that bad. Sure, it wasn't as good as maybe some prior. Mm-hmm. But it was still way better than a lot of the other television out there. 
and yeah. this season has been absolutely great. Are either of you watching it? I haven't. No, because no. I'd have to start all over with it. <laughs> yeah. And I but don't have I'm Netflix a, or yeah. any on-demand thing. Well, I have pretty much all the oh, seasons, do? yeah. But first, you have to watch Demolition Man. Oh, God, I know. I still have to watch that. Have that. <laughs> <laughs> he has my Demolition Man copy at home, and he hasn't watched it yet. Have you no. seen that, Brian? Uh, Demolition Man? Yeah. Yes. Which is one of the best, like, cheesy action movies of all time. I, I actually right, owned Demolition it. Man because of you. I don't remember if you remember, but years ago, you had that. that uh, oh, that's right. And I won Demolition Man at your end. At one of my uh, barbecues that we do every summer, yeah. I, we played Jeopardy. And we had, like, a comic book Jeopardy, a movie Jeopardy, and then, like, yeah. straight up. I think I was here for Full that. on Jeopardy. I think it was the first yeah. one yeah. I came to. Brian won Comic Jeopardy, and then he yeah, won, he won Demolition, Demolition Man. Man. Uh-huh. <laughs> nice. <laughs> I take care of my people. <laughs> but yeah, I'm really pumped about that. Um, moving forward, more TV news, which even more people seem to be excited about. In a landmark deal, all new episodes of the Emmy award-winning comedy series Arrested Development will be coming exclusively to Netflix for its U.S. members to watch instantly beginning in 2013. For the first time in their histories, 20th Century Fox Television and Imagine Television will produce original first-run entertainment content for the world's leading internet subscription service, bringing back the acclaimed series to production on all new episodes five years after its cancellation. Hmm. So the rumors of Arrested Development have been going on for a while now, and it looks like it finally found its home for its last uh, new season, which will air exclusively on Netflix of all places. Hmm. I think, I think it's just a crazy thing because if this works for Arrested Development, there's so many other shows that could find new life on Netflix if mm-hmm. this is profitable and, and yeah. it works. We're definitely going to bring Married with the Children back. <laughs> Come on, <laughs> let's do it. Well, this is a model I hope continues into the future, not necessarily yeah. because I'm in favor with Netflix right now, but more so because it's taking power away from the cable companies. Yeah, exactly. They can lower their rates. Right. So if if people are willing to produce content for more internet geared things. Not only does it destroy the whole, well, we have to watch based on um, time Mm -hmm. constraints and all that. DVR is so prominent. How many people actually watch things when they're on anymore? As Brian, I'm sure talked about in his community episode of graphically speaking recently. It's just true. I mean, it's, it's, it's something that exactly would work for that model. You're right. Like something like that, where it's doing, it's failing on TV right now. And we actually referenced the rest of development and yeah, it's, it's exactly the same thing. So hopefully if this is successful, like I said, more shows can find um, a second life. If this works, firefly, maybe, maybe not even a second. I mean, it could be a first life, right? You know, you could create something to put out there. You know, and you don't have to worry about trying to shop it around to a cable network. Yeah. Exactly. You just throw it on Netflix. So maybe it's going to become like, who's going to buy my show, Netflix or Hulu, maybe. <laughs> instead of ABC or NBC or all that yeah. stuff. You never know. Uh, the big news, this is this feels like old news at this point, but there was a lot of news coming about out about the Oscars and the people in charge of that this oh, year. Oh, God. Some uh, big, big changes here. You watch yeah. all those, don't you? I don't. Oh, you don't? No, I watch none of them. Me neither. I hate them all. I don't know who I, does. Yeah, they're pretty <laughs> bad. But- <laughs> That's why we're doing our own award show, because right. all the others are so yeah. terrible. Anyway, the team presenting the Oscars this year has gone through some drastic shifts in recent <laughs> weeks. Originally announced was the team of producer Brett Ratner and host uh. Eddie Murphy. Since the original announcement, Ratner has turned in his resignation in light of recent controversy. He also released an apology letter to the entertainment industry. 
The controversy involved not only an appearance on The Howard Stern Show in which he came off as an asshat while discussing his sex life, but also yep. a comment made to an audience following a screening of his latest movie, Tower Heist, in which he said, quote, rehearsals for fags. <laughs> With Ratner, Ratner resigning, <laughs> biggest—he's just the biggest asshole. Like every yeah. time I see him, I want to punch him in the face. I heard the whole interview on Stern, and he came off as a total narcissistic, egotistical, I heard holier than thou asshat. And then even he was on Attack of the Show on G Four, and he—he he was just like, he's like, oh yeah, Olivia Munn, I banged her. Like he's just like being really. Completely... He did? No, he didn't. He admitted oh. on Stern that he lied about that. I must yeah, have but he's that just so being like, wow. Now douche. I want to listen to. This. But that was also that was also in response to comments that. Olivia Munn made in her own book, yeah. oh, referencing a director vaguely that was obviously Brett Ratner. Yeah, so but, it's not that I'm not going to put all that on him, but he still yeah. came off as an yeah. idiot. He he's he's first of all he made the worst action movie ever made, and yeah, he uh, he's also just every movie he's made of. I've, I've oh, I thought pretty- I hated him for a reason. That's right. I couldn't <laughs> put my finger on why don't I like this. Guy? Although I like the Rush <laughs> Hour movies, X Men Three. I like the Rush Hours. Yeah, just the Rush an, Hours were good. Yeah, Did you yeah. See, there was a third one. The third one was okay. I didn't. See the first that. two were really good. Mm-hmm. He's just a piece of shit who thinks he's hot shit in Hollywood, where mm-hmm. he's a, you know, uh, overweight loser, pretty yeah. much. Yeah, someone Olivia who probably Mont wouldn't do him. She doesn't like fat guys. <laughs> <laughs> what, have you spoke to her about this? Yeah, we talk all the time. Well, no, she's she's <laughs> she used to joke all the time about an attack of the show about how she didn't like fatties. Yeah, I know. Yeah, <laughs> it's funny. Uh, I haven't um, watched that show in a while. Yeah, Brian, do you? Uh, I, I occasionally catch it, but not your, your other lady friend left the show too. No, Allison Hayslip's gone. Left. I was shocked she when I go? read that. She's working on other projects now. She has like two TV deals, one of which is an acting one, and another uh, which is a hosting one, which have not been revealed yet. It's pretty much everyone I used to watch on that channel is like leaving the shit. Yeah, the wow. channel Attack of the Show is a stepping stool for everyone except Kevin Pereira, apparently. Yeah, he's well, just going to be there forever. He'll be there forever. He has no talent. He, he, no, he's he's good at what he does. <laughs> no, he's I think good he's pretty good at it. He's, he's very just, good. I feel bad that watch, he's probably watching everyone else leave going, doing it okay. He's just, he's upset that he's... Oh, he's it, still got that can, not Candace. Candace Bailey's there, yeah. Yeah. But Kevin Pereira's not a hot chick. That's his only problem. Right. That's probably, yeah, that's just... <laughs> 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 he's not so even Kevin Pereira, guy either. So Kevin Pereira, get problem. a rack and then you'll be all yeah, set. Right? Yeah. <laughs> anyway, with Ratner resigning, <laughs> sorry, <I wanna laughs> no, just, right. we're gonna piss off everybody. <laughs> uh, with Ratner resigning, news then broke that previously announced host Eddie Murphy would also be stepping down. Murphy commented, "Quote: First and foremost, I want to say that I completely understand and support each party's decision with regard to a change of producers for this year's Academy Awards ceremony." I was truly looking forward to being a part of the show that our production team and writers are just starting to develop, but I'm sure that the new production team is possible doing an equally why, great job. Why, Motherfucker! Well, well, why doesn't, why do, oh, he doesn't even say that. That's his publicist. I know. That's why, why I just come out and go, so this is like, bullshit. Yeah. <laughs> you know? Well, no, he was even, he was only involved in it because Ratner and him just made Tower Heist recently. Yeah. Yeah. So this was all promotion for that movie in a way. So now that Ratner's out, oh, Eddie Murphy's just like, oh, well, whatever. I'm glad I'm not doing this. Who watches this shit anyway? <laughs> <laughs> End quote. End quote. Uh, in the next two days following, the Academy wasted little time finding replacements to fill the Oscar void. Brett Ratner has been replaced by producer Brian Grazer. Mm-hmm. Grazer has earned four Academy, Academy Award nominations. He won a Best Picture Oscar in 2001 for A Beautiful Mind. 
1984, Grazer was nominated in the writing category for Splash, and he received Best Picture nominations in 95 and 2008 for Apollo 13 and Frost Nixon, respectively. His other film credits include Spies Like Us, Kindergarten Cop, The Nutty Professor, Liar Liar, Eight Mile, and Cinderella Man. He did Kindergarten Cop. He did. (laughs) That was a great movie. It was. It made me laugh. So underrated. So, so good. Soon after the announcement... Boys have a penis, girls have a <laughs> vagina. It's not a tumor. It's not a tumor. Not a Which tumor. is probably the most quoted Arnold Schwarzenegger line ever. What is your, who's your daddy and what does he do? <laughs> who's your daddy and what does he do? <laughs> Soon after the announcement of Grazer as producer, Billy Crystal tweeted out the following, quote, I'm doing the Oscars so the young woman in the pharmacy will stop asking my name when I pick up my prescriptions. <laughs> Looking forward to the show. <laughs> it was then confirmed by the AMPAS that Billy Crystal will indeed be replacing Murphy as the host of this year's Oscars. So this is his uh, ninth time hosting. Wow. Yeah. Jesus. Where's he been? Exactly. Last time I saw him, he did uh, City Slickers. <laughs> City Slickers. City <laughs> um, Slickers 2. Analyze this and analyze that. Uh, were really good. Didn't yeah. see those. Oh, those are so good. Mm. They're funny. So, uh, yeah, I, I'm not going to watch anyway. No, me <laughs> I would have tuned in to check out the Eddie Murphy stuff just to see how he did. Like some of the clips. I probably wouldn't have watched it live. But yeah. Billy Crystal's same old hat again, so yeah. I don't really care. Yeah, they're going for the safe, the safeness of yeah. Billy Crystal. There was a big movement to have the Muppets host. Oh, then I would have watched. That would have yeah, been I amazing. I would have sat through that shit. Think of the production value involved in getting that done, though. Yeah, that's an accomplishment. Like that's a huge undertaking. They hosted Raw the other day. <laughs> did they? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Oh they yeah, I remember job. seeing that on one Twitter. of the, the best parts that's was great. Sheamus's. Uh, uh, interaction with uh, Beaker. <laughs> me, 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 me. Well, he act. They we played it off like they were cousins. Oh, yeah. right. oh, because the hair. The hair. <laughs> it was He's like, "Have to see the family it's reunion." Oh. Yeah, it was really. That's good. hilarious. I want to check that out. Go look at the clips. Yeah. All the clips that they were involved in were done well. Even though, like, it probably came across as somewhat corny to the audience. I bet you every single wrestler was just like in heaven. Oh, it would have been awesome. Yeah. to like do stuff with the Muppets. Yeah, it's so great. Uh, Next story here. More TV news. BBC America's general manager, Perry Simon, has given the green light for five more specials of The Nerdist based on comedian writer, Doctor Who fan and web pundit Chris Hardwick's hit Nerdist podcast. The commission follows the successful and buzzed about pilot hosted by Hardwick, which premiered in September as part of BBC America's comedy block, The Ministry of Laughs. The five specials, two which will be 60 minutes and three will be 30 minutes, will air throughout the next year, coinciding with big events for the channel. The Nerdist will feature panelists from L.A. to London, including celebrity guests, comedians, bloggers, and podcasters Degeneration, <coughs> maybe, uh, in a comedic roundtable discussion. The first special will premiere on December 24th, 9 p.m., as a one-hour year-end review of all the things that nerds love, from pop culture to tech trends and more. Cool. Sweet. Good for him. Yeah. So yeah. Did, did either of you guys see the pilot of The Nerdist? I did not. I actually I bought it not. on Amazon. Yeah, it was two bucks. I figured I'd support. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and uh, I liked it. It was really good. So it was him and Jonah Ray and uh, Matt Meyer, all the guys from the podcast, basically mm-hmm. doing the podcast live mm-hmm. uh, on TV, I should say, in a half hour. The only thing that felt weird about it is it was blatantly edited because oh. you have to cut like discussions mid discussion yeah. mm-hmm. and like jump. So, and th- it felt like they were trying to rush so much in because they had they had uh, they went to somewhere else and they had um, uh, David O'Doherty. Do a piece at the Doctor Who, uh, Doctor Who Museum. They had There's Craig Ferguson on, kind of like a museumish type cool. thing. Um, they had Craig Ferguson on the show. They had Matt yeah. Smith, the current doctor, on the show. Mm-hmm. 
So it was a lot of content squeezed into a half hour when normally the first episode. Yeah. And normally their podcast is like an hour long anyway. So it felt very cramped, but that's TV for you. What are you going to do? Yeah. Mm, People have ADD when it comes to TV. I wouldn't mind watching just their podcast on TV. Yeah. And actually I'll be at the Mm. Nerdist, uh, podcast recording in Northampton Mass on Wednesday mm-hmm. night. Sweet. So I'm going to talk to the boys and uh I have some thoughts. <laughs> I have thoughts that and I want to talk to them about and questions. And so so next week you won't hear my uh feedback on that yet. It'll be probably 2 weeks, 3 weeks. 3 weeks or something before you hear how that played out, but you'll hear it next year. At this point, <laughs> I know. We're moving into December Coming in next year. Um, so it's a good time for a break. So we're going to take one right now and we'll be right back with a lot more news. So Anna. Yes. Christmas is on the way. It is. It is. Stressful time of year. Yeah. Where do you do most of your Christmas shopping? I do my shopping on amazon.com because I can do all my shopping from the couch. Really? Well, that's very convenient. It is. It is. It takes the stress out of the holidays. Did you know that the geek generation is an affiliate of amazon.com? I did not know that, Rob. You didn't? Well, what you can do to help the Geek Generation is go to www.thegeekgeneration.com, click the Amazon button, which will take you right to Amazon, and when you buy all the Christmas presents that you're going to buy, you'll actually be earning us a commission as well. That sounds too easy. So go to thegeekgeneration.com, use that Amazon.com button, and make us some money while you're doing your Christmas shopping. It's super easy, and if you don't do it, you're a bad friend. Hey, what's going on, everybody? I'm Scott Herbin from ScottHerbinFitness.com, and you're listening to The Geek Generation. All right, we're back, and we're going to jump right back into the news because right. that's what we're doing now. That's what this episode is. That's it. It's all it news. Warner Brothers is currently working with animation studio Animal Logic who is responsible for Happy Feet and Legend of the Guardians, to create a live-action animated hybrid movie based on the Lego brand of products. Casting for the movie is reportedly set to take place in January with an intended release of 2014. The film will continue the relationship between Warner Brothers and Lego that has produced a wide array of very successful toys and video games based on Warner Brothers properties including Batman and Harry Potter. The project has been in development for years, having previously attached the team of Phil Lord and Chris Miller, uh, for Cloudy with a Chance of Meatballs, to write and direct in 2010, movie. it was. Since then, Robot Chicken's stop-motion director, Chris McKay, has also been brought in as a co-director, which I think is a very wise decision because mm. they do some really good stuff on that show. So now the Legos are going to go on the big screen. Yep. Interesting. I haven't played the games. I think it's going to be weird to have a hybrid Lego. Yeah. Like, why hybrid? I'd rather just see a Lego animated movie. Yeah, mm-hmm. the comedy in the the Lego games is so great, and they don't even yeah. have dialogue. Mm. So, and actually, I watched um, that that Star Wars special that they had on yeah. Cartoon Network. The thirty minute it was called like the Padawan Menace or something, and yeah. uh, it was just a thirty minute Lego Star Wars quick like animated show, and I thought it was really good. Yeah. Did you see that, Brian? Uh, no, I have not seen it, but I've heard of it, and I am interested to see it. I liked it. I thought it was – I mean, it wasn't phenomenal. It was obviously yeah. kid-oriented. But yeah. there are very many jokes, like, kind of poking fun at itself mm-hmm. and the mm-hmm. fact that they're Legos and the fact that they're on TV, and it breaks the fourth wall a lot. 
It was really good. Um, so yeah, I guess we'll hear more about that. I'm yeah. all for it. It's a good opportunity to milk the Harry Potter series even more. <laughs> now we can put all the movies back. Well, up I don't know Lego if they're gonna. <laughs> oh, I don't yeah. know if they're gonna bring in any of the the tie-ins mm. from the li- like licensed brands that Lego has. But I guess we'll see. Mm-hmm. This next one is uh, <laughs> all sorts of controversial. Oh, boy. And uh, uh, superfan Chris Tong brought this to my attention, so I did a little research and wrote an article about it. Oh, God. It. I can only imagine what this is going to be. <laughs> Chris Tong brought it to your attention. <laughs> uh, PETA has taken some extreme measures with their protests in the past, but their most recent attack makes me wonder if they've finally gone off the deep end. The organization has posted a page titled Mario Kills Tanuki, along with the following message, quote, When on a mission to rescue the princess, Mario has been known to use any means necessary to defeat his enemy, even wearing the skin of a raccoon dog to give him special powers. Tanuki may just be a suit in Mario games, but in real life, Tanuki are raccoon dogs who are skinned alive for their fur. By wearing Tanuki, Mario is sending the message that it's okay to wear fur, end quote. On the same page... The company went even further by creating a Flash-based game entitled Super Tanuki Skin 2D, in which the goal is to reclaim your suit by catching the flying Mario. In journalistic fairness, I gave the game a shot. It's fucking disturbing. (laughs) There is blood everywhere, even dripping off of Mario. I don't remember seeing that in any of Nintendo's games in the past. What's worst is the message that the hypocritical PETA is sending with the game. It's constructed so poorly that my Tanuki died a ridiculous amount of times in the couple minutes I wasted on it. To use PETA logic, it's my belief that the company is implying through their game that it's okay to let Tanuki die repeatedly for our amusement. Nintendo has responded to PETA, releasing the following statement. Quote, Mario often takes the appearance of certain animals and objects in his games. These have included a frog, a penguin, a balloon, and even a metallic version of himself. These lighthearted and whimsical transformations give Mario different abilities and make his games fun to play. The different forms that Mario takes makes no statement beyond the games themselves. This is ridiculous. Why, Nintendo should just come out. It's Nintendo. Nothing's going to happen. Should just come out and then like, Peter, shut up. Yeah. You know? <laughs> Brian, what are your thoughts on Go this? Go sit in a corner. Uh, it's just absolute ridiculousness. Like, just stupidity on Peter's part. It's just absolutely ridiculous. When I read it, I was just like, this is the stupidest thing I've ever read. It's just ridiculous. And someone so. from PETA has said since that it, it, they they sometimes over-exaggerate things in pop culture <laughs> to get attention, but this is just lame. Yeah. This it's is like, a stupid, foolish attempt. Yeah, really. It, it really is. Just, and Nintendo is a bunch of pussies releasing a statement yeah. like that. Yeah, they are. Yeah. So wow. uh, I, I pretended I was a Nintendo employee, and I wrote a, a statement from Nintendo oh on their behalf. So uh, let's hear it. So even though I don't work for Nintendo myself, I have prepared this statement on their behalf. <clears throat> and I quote. <laughs> and I quote. <laughs> Nintendo would like to remind PETA that Mario is a fictional character who exists in a digital world of make-believe. If we are suggesting that through the use of the Tanuki suit, Mario is encouraging people in the real world to wear furs, then we must also assume that we are suggesting that wearing such a suit would allow a person to fly and turn themselves into a statue of stone. I think it goes without saying, but this is not our intent, as that would imply that we at Nintendo are batshit crazy, like the people at PETA. Nintendo apologizes for any confusion, but we must now return to constructing our next Mario game, in which we throw fireballs at plants and stomp turtles out of their shells. (laughs) <laughs> that would have been great. <laughs> That's good. I tried. Nice that was good. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Very good. <laughs> uh, moving on. You should almost send that 
to Nintendo and be like, this was the correct response. Right. <laughs> I, 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 just to I, see I if thought you guys get a response from them. <laughs> you guys wrote a very PC one, but I just wanted to, uh, you know, yeah. really say how you felt. Brian, you might be pumped about this next story because I know I kind of was. Sci-Fi has yeah. ordered a TV pilot based on the DC comic superhero Booster Gold. Fringe's Andrew Kreisberg will pen the script and share an executive producer credit with Greg Berlanti. The story will center on Booster Gold, a washed-up athlete from the future who travels back to the present in hopes of becoming the greatest superhero of all time. Instead of chasing criminals, however, his main priority is chasing fame and money. But Booster Gold discovers that being a hero takes more than just a megawatt smile, and that the future doesn't happen without first protecting the present. Booster Gold has appeared on the small screen before as part of the cartoon series Justice League Unlimited, and was most recently depicted in live action during an episode of Smallville's final season. Sweet. Yeah. I'm excited, but also kind of uh, worried because sci-fi does have some low-budget stuff, so I'm hoping that they'd give it the, the budget it needs and not make it into like that Flash Gordon TV series that was on sci-fi a couple years ago that was absolutely terrible. True. You know? But with, so. the, with the current popularity that sci-fi is gaining for its original programming, like True. Eureka, Warehouse 13, Haven, yeah. and they do have like three more scripted projects in the works, so they are putting a lot more attention and time and money into their original series. This is true. So I'm I'm hoping it would be it would be cool. It's going to be interesting to see how they actually do it. Obviously, different than his appearance in Smallville. So it 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 should be interesting. I would say they just spin it off. That would be the smartest thing. To do. I would I would have thought that, but obviously that's not the case. And they had a great guy playing Booster Gold. Yeah, too. exactly. So who knows? But uh, video game stuff. This is kind of one uh, we were just playing Arkham City or talking about it recently on past episodes. A Easter egg has come out about the game that we didn't know about, which is called Big Head Mode. (laughs) (laughs) To activate Big Head Mode in Batman Arkham City, all you have to do is take out your cryptographic sequencer, hold the L1 and R1 triggers, then rotate the left analog stick counterclockwise, and at the same time, rotate the right analog stick clockwise. Do this until Batman's head becomes big. Catwoman and all the enemies will also have big heads as well. That's great. It's actually kind of adorable. (laughs) It is. It's very funny looking. I've seen videos on it. Uh, I haven't done it on my own game yet because you can't do it on your first playthrough. Oh, you do Uh have to start a new game and it can't be on easy. It has to be on uh, normal, hard or hard or new mode plus. Mm. So it only works in those modes. But Mm. I have seen it work. It does work. And it's funny. That's cool. Yeah. Very There's a cool. ton of people out there right now going clockwise. I know, right? Yeah. <laughs> Do we have the coordination yeah. for this? Wait, I got to hold buttons too. Oh, God. <laughs> Mom, come. <laughs> Somebody hold the trigger buttons while I rotate these. <laughs> yeah. It's not too tough, but um, I can see some people having problems with that. <laughs> uh, the Crow reboot. More information on that. It looks like the Crow reboot is slowly falling apart. Yay. First, the attached lead, Bradley Cooper, left the project reportedly due to scheduling conflicts. Now, director Juan Carlos Fresnadillo has also left the project in favor of of Summit Entertainment's reboot of Highlander. When Cooper was still attached, concept art was created to show the look and feel of the version of the Crow. And news site Shock Till You Drop has released that art. We've also posted it on our site. Did you guys take a look at it? I didn't. Oh, yes, the artwork. Yeah, the yeah, artwork, yeah, I saw yeah. That. that was, I don't know. I thought it was pretty damn lame. Yeah, it, it wasn't <clears throat> terrible, but it was, yeah, pretty, pretty. Uh, the whole, like, mohawk punk rock look 
Yeah, wasn't yeah. doing it for me. He was. He should be more rock and roll and gothic, and that's mm-hmm. it. No punk rock influence. Yeah. He was going to wear skinny jeans. Mm. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Probably. Well, and he a, did in the first one, kind of. And, yeah, and a polo kinda. shirt with the collar up. <laughs> and a hat that's slightly off-center. They, they had a hat on one of them. Yeah. It'd yeah. be a pink polo shirt, too. It actually looked hat. better with the hat, but it just didn't. And it, it did show, like, Bradley Cooper's likeness in it. It saw and that, it yeah. it did not fit. No. The look of the crow at all. I think he's too old to play the crow. It I don't be think somebody he's too a little old. Younger. He's just not right for it. Not at all. He does comedy. Mm. Yeah. Well, not only he, not, he doesn't do just comedy. Like Limitless was really good. Yeah. Still haven't seen that. Yeah. I had to rent that. <laughs> all these things. I know. I just don't have time. Psh, I have time. How do you not have time? I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> uh, last story. I don't know where the last four weeks have gone. Yeah. Honestly, I don't know. I don't know. Whirlwind of excitement. Oh, yeah. Uh, Last story here. And this is another controversial one. So I don't know how much discussion is necessary here. And it's not necessarily geeky, but it kind of ticked me off. So I threw it in here. Uh, People are upset with Sasha Gray. The porn star? The porn star. I like her. (laughs) (laughs) Um, She was invited as part of the Read Across America program. To go read in a first grade <laughs> and yes, third grade really? classroom. Oh, this is great! And she, she before all this happened, she has she has uh, uh, publicly announced that she's no longer doing porn. Oh, really? Yes, oh. she's not in the porn industry anymore. She's going towards mainstream. She's going to be an actress, actress roles. Oh, yes. Well, if if anyone's making that transition right now, she's successfully doing it. Mm-hmm. She was in the Steven Soderbergh movie um, that was kind of based on her. She's had a recurring role in Entourage. So she is getting mainstream work. Well, she's a pretty girl. Yeah. Hopefully she can act. She's smart. She's not like a, a dumb. Right. You know. So she is getting mainstream work. There was an uproar that she was invited to read to these first graders. And I saw pictures of her <laughs> doing the reading. Yeah. She's dressed totally conservatively. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You wouldn't like know was, her from anybody know. else. Um, the school is now denying that they're, that she was part of the program, that she was there. The school is saying, <laughs> no, she wasn't here. Yet there are pictures of yeah. her in the classroom reading. Parents are complaining, but at the same time, I don't see them reading no, in the classroom. No, wait, wait, the yeah. mothers were complaining. Probably the fathers probably. were saying, "Bravo, school system." <laughs> Very possible. Yeah, <laughs> they just said honest. parents. They didn't specify, yeah. which meant if the fathers were complaining, it was because the mothers were like, "No." Yeah. Right. <laughs> um. And honestly, I don't give a crap. What no, she does for a living, no. she's not harming the kids. She's not telling them. She's not ask, harming she's them. Say, I'm an actress. Yeah, she's not harming them. She's not molesting them. She's not going in there and showing porn movies. The kids aren't going to go home and Google Sasha Gray. You never know. Well, <laughs> no, seriously, you don't. I mean, who does not? Well, then maybe it's time to educate your children. Maybe. <laughs> uh, yeah, like I said, she was appropriately dressed, and there were no complaints about her actual performance in the classroom, like mm-hmm. reading to the kids, which she was yeah. there to do. Uh, she did publicly announce her retirement from a while, and she has since released a statement based on all the outrage, saying, quote, I am proud to have participated in the Read Across America program at Emerson Elementary School in Compton, California. I read Dog Breath by Dave Pilkey to the sweetest first and third grade children. I committed to this program with the understanding that people would have their own opinions about what I have done, who I am, and what I represent. I have a past that some people may not agree with, but it does not define who I am. I will not live in fear of it. I do believe in the children, in the future of our children, and I will remain an active supporter and participant in education-focused initiatives. Good. Yeah. So all the people are putting up a stink, and I don't see what the big deal is. I just thought it was funny. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> it is funny, 
And yeah, it does seem wrong on paper, but she's just someone going in and volunteering time and reading to kids. Mm -hmm. They might not have even mentioned her name. They might have just said, oh, and it's not just like they get more celebrities than just her her real name. Probably not. I don't think it is. I'm pretty sure it's not. Probably not. So she came in not by herself. It's not like she was the only one coming into a school and reading. My name's Susanna Johnson. (laughs) They brought her in. They probably brought other celebrities in. They bring other parents and adults in. So she's just one out of a group of adults Mm -hmm. just going in and reading to kids, which is something the community doesn't do enough of. Mm -hmm. So I say kudos to her. Yeah. As a teacher, I support it. She was so controversial about it. People just make us think about everything. Everyone's just got a stick up in their ass about one thing or another. And for whatever reason, sex is the big, like, red button in this Mm -hmm. country. So, oh, no, a porn star in a classroom. (laughs) If she was filming a scene, I can see a problem. (laughs) She was reading a kid's book. Right. Not a big deal. Anyway, that's all the news I got this week. Oh. Okay. That's it. Well, then we'll see you next week. <laughs> oh, or we could actually, you know, wrap it up. Okay, let's wrap oh, it yeah. up. <laughs> Way to be. Rob's I, final thought. <laughs> Do you guys have a final thought or something you want to plug? No. Mike? No? no. No. The plugless Michael Volpe. Yeah, the plugless. <laughs> Brian? Um, I have the newest episode of Graphically Speaking is up, and it's uh, an episode about community. So if you like the TV show or want to find out about it, please listen. Uh, it's at thegeekgeneration.com slash graphically speaking. Sweet. Also on the site, which is also thegeekgeneration.com, there's a button to listen to the show. Please go to iTunes, uh, rate it, review it. I'm going to be reading some of the reviews on iTunes next week because we've been getting some new reviews, and they're great. And I love them, so I'm going to read some during the next show. If you have any questions, comments, insults, or topics you would like us to discuss on a future episode, send those to podcast at thegeekgeneration.com or at geekgeneration on Twitter or call 508-316-9787 and leave us a voicemail. If you'd like to submit an article to the site or an audio file to this show, please send those to guest at thegeekgeneration.com. And as always, the show theme is provided by Masha Day Supremacy. A link to their site can also be found on our site. Episode 61. We're done. See you guys next week. See you. Later. Peace. Make it so.